So this is before every little thing, flagrant foul, technical, you know, I dunk on you. Oh, oh, you looked at me wrong. You're out of the game, you know. So I remember Wyland McDonald, he dunked on Don, you know, the last time we played him. So next time we play the Cleveland Reapers, YZ, that's what we used to call him. He goes up to block Don. Don dunks on him, right? And YZ's just kind of waiting, right? All of a sudden, a rope drops from the ceiling. Don pulls it. Everyone, no one knows what's happening, right? Boom, piano falls on YZ, right? Piano falls on him. If that happens nowadays, oh, I'm concussed, I broke, I'm dead. This was back when you were a man. The piano fell through him and he was just kind of standing there woozy and he had piano teeth instead of teeth. And then he tried to talk and it made like piano sounds. Don pulled out a remote control with one big red button, pressed it, and the floor dropped out from YZ. Nowadays he'd just fall, but he kind of looked down and then he looked up and said, uh-oh, fell, died. Welcome to the Haber Show. I'm Tom Haberstrow. As always, joined by my man, Amin Alhassan from the Lebetard Show and SiriusXM and NBA Radio. Amin, we have a really special show today. Um, I consider myself an, an NBA history buff, or at least someone who has a really good grasp of the basketball legends um, we can talk about. Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, George Mikan, uh, the late Elgin Baylor, um, Michael Jordan, the legends. And for some reason, one legend has slipped through the cracks that is kind of like the Loch Ness monster of the NBA, where there are all these rumors and stories and legends. And I can't believe my ears sometimes hearing some of these stories. Um, you put me onto this, so th- so let's let people um, hear what what we've discovered. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I stumbled across this, and, and like you, Tom, you know, I, I love the history of the game. Uh, when I worked in the front office, one of my favorite things was just to sit with the old timers, and they tell me all these legendary stories about some of the greats. Yeah, you know, some that you know you've heard a million stories about, some that you haven't heard a whole lot. You know, Bob Lanier uh, stories and and Earl Monroe stories and and Dolph Shay's stories. I've heard them all. Louis Dampier, like Louis, like I hear stories about Louis Dampier pulling up and for the Kentucky Colonels, uh, like kind of like a, a the Steph Curry before Steph Curry. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. All these guys, really, their legacies built the game the game that we know and love today, it's funny to see some of the moves from yesteryear make their way into the game today. Remember when Elgin Baylor passed away, I posted the video of Elgin Baylor doing a Euro step. And I was like, yeah, he was doing this in the sixties, man. Um, But in all my time around all these old timers, I had never heard of this player, Don Shampoo. And uh, I stumbled across an account that, you know, acts as, little bit of a of like a, a historical retelling of the legend of Don Shampoo. Let me tell you something. This dude was a ball. He was a killer out there, man. He was a killer. And it's just a shame that we haven't heard enough about him up until this point, until I stumbled across his Instagram, uh, Instagram account, Abstract Shine. So it's a- abstract.shine, right? Abstract.shine. Right. Uh, it's originally like a TikTok account. And... Uh, you know, the, the the account holder went ahead and started posting the videos on Instagram. And I think that's how it really spread for old people like you and me. Right. Like, <laughs> these stories are gone and lost to yeah. history. And then suddenly they're revived again through abstract shine. And I'm so thankful that it well, exists. I tracked them down. 
I tracked them down. That's why I went on TikTok. It's because a lot of the young kids nowadays, when you talk to them about the greats, right? Who do they mention? Curry, LeBron, even Jordan. And it's yeah. just, to me, it's sad because Don Shampoo was way better than all those guys. And no one talks about him, like you guys said. That, that voice you hear is Abstract Shine. That's me. Yeah. I mean, you, you literally tracked this guy down and figured out yeah. how can we get him on the show? I flew to his hometown. And I, a, I looked, I looked for him in the streets, man. And there's a, it was a, I don't want to call it a museum, but it's definitely like a shrine. It's a storefront and it's got all these old timey pictures of Don Shampoo in action. And there's a guy behind the desk and I said, Hey man, I, I really enjoy your stuff. Can you come on the podcast? And here he is with us right now. And so I guess I would start with, why do you think Don Shampoo's legacy has been erased? from from the history of the league i think we live in a time where there's a lot of like censorship clearly you know and people are just they don't want to see the real stuff you know i think they want more of the watered down stuff so when you talk about some of the stuff don shampoo would do like for example let's say you fouled him right he might kill you on the spot he might just punch you right in the face and keep killing you right nowadays what would they say imagine if that happened right they'd say cancel him right that's murder that's assault but back then it was like that was just basketball man that's just how people were back then you know that was just for the love of the game and so it seems like nowadays people have trouble with stuff like that you know so you think it was a matter of um cancel culture while why don shampoo his story has been just basically discarded to the trash bin i can't think of another reason why when you look at his stats you know he had seven championships in his first year, two MVPs. And like, that was just a start. Like his averages, like you can't even like necessarily write down his points per game. Cause it, you don't have the numbers for stuff like that. You have to be there type of thing. You, you've been, you're, you're the foremost expert on the exploits uh-huh. of Mr. Shampoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you ever, you ever meet with him? You ever talk to him? Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, we were teammates, you know? Oh, oh, okay. I was in the trenches with him. You guys ever talk about, like, the state of the game right now? If I want him to yell at me, but he gets mad when I bring it up. Like, the other day, I tried to, I was telling him about um, Steph, and he just started screaming on the phone. Like, he was so mad. Because <laughs> he just feels like the three-pointers are more of, like, a sissy type of thing. And so, like, mm. especially when he sees how they flop around, he likes to call it the National Ballerina or Ballerinas Association. Mm. Um, he just feels like they don't play the right way. He gets so mad. Well, well, like Stephen Curry, he's he's a transcendent player, mm. but I don't know if he rant. You, you disagree? I mean, go on. I'm saying if he came down the paint, you know, last night, uh, you know, going against the Bulls' defense, mm-hmm. you know, some people say guys in today's NBA couldn't stick it um, in the nineties exactly. or in shampoos era, because if Steph Curry was coming down the lane, exactly. what would happen? Well, it's a shame because back then, like if someone was going up for a layup, you could purposefully hurt them for no apparent reason. And like, end their whole career, you know, like just, just cause you could just hurt them. And like nowadays they'd call that a foul. And it's so unfair. Like that should be a part of the game. If you can't handle like getting shot in midair and like landing on your spine, like what are you? Why are you even playing basketball? In my opinion, is Don like did Don Shampoo ever do the buyout 
of his contract to go join another team, you know, for a chance to, you know, play some meaningful basketball? Never, bro. One of his teams actually, the franchise shut down and Don, Don refused to leave. He said, I signed a contract, right? And he finished out his years. So he's in an empty arena, just balling. Nowadays, you'd never see that, right? They would leave, you know, they, they, someone says something mean to them, right? Now they want to go team up with their buddy, right? Like it's, it's soft. It's soft. I'm sorry. So True. when 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 the lights are turning off in the gym, is is he getting upset? Like no one else is showing up. Like he, no, he's he coming knew. to practice. He knew that him. So basically, what happened is the team got bought out, and so the team got shut down. They put the players in an expansion draft. But Don was kind of like, "That's I signed a contract with this team. I'm going to play out my contract." So he had three years left on his contract. And the arena, all the lights were gone. Everything was gone. The hoop was gone. But he was just in there night after night. He'd follow the schedule. And he was just, like, getting shots up. And, like, he felt like that would be more valuable than, let's say, he went to another team and won a chip or something. Like, him showing the, the loyalty, like, meant more to him than the championships. I mean, you never hear these stories anymore. You never hear about this. Oh. Like, why isn't KD or Kyrie respecting well, – well, you know, no, I, I'm glad you brought them up because uh, Kevin Durant, obviously, he's, this is his first season coming back from the torn Achilles, and he started the season great. Some people said MVP By caliber. The way, not to cut you hand. off, but yeah. back then, people used to tear their Achilles all the time, and it wasn't a big deal. You didn't rest. You didn't, you know, oh, I need a what a load management. You just played. Like, you could tear both your Achilles and still go out there and drop 50. Well, um, abstract. I, I actually did a big story, a big research story. I talked to doctors um, who are performing Achilles tear reconstructions yeah. in Los Angeles, and they said maybe the long layoff that Kevin Durant had of uh, 18 months, he was away from the game for a year and a half. That actually could be a benefit to him that but this long layoff, no. you know, maybe he's getting paid $40 million to not play. Um, a lot of people have a problem with that, but this might actually be good for his career. What you're telling me now is no. that back in the day, they would repeatedly tear their Achilles and still be able to play basketball. Well, yeah, you do it to get stronger. You tear it on purpose. So that way in the game, if it tears, you don't even, you don't feel it. But like mm. back in the day, yeah, you tear your Achilles. Okay. Maybe you sit out the rest of the game, smoke a pack of cigarettes drink a few beers and you get back out there tomorrow. You give the fans what they paid for. They're not paying you to rest and recover, right? They're paying you to play basketball what? and players nowadays seem to have lost that. What's the worst injury Don Shampoo ever suffered? Well, he got shot twice. One time he was playing and the defender like pulled after out after the game. No, it was a, oh, in the game. Yeah. The defender, he went, I think I heard him, about uh, this. He yeah. <laughs> the defender pulls out a 45, shoots him in the head, shoots him in the chest. Don doesn't complain, right? He doesn't look at the ref. He finishes, then he just looks at the defender. He slaps him on the ass, and he says, hey, next time bring a shotgun, man, because that's just how he was, you know? Like, you got to come tougher than that. I mean, how did you stop the guy? I mean, if, if, a, if a 45 doesn't stop him, was there ever a time that someone successfully stopped him at the rim? I can't. I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. What? What's? I'm scared. What? Oh, hmm. Let, well, let, hurt me. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's Boston over right here, and he's gonna tell us a story. And we're back. Jesus, 
fucking Christ. Yeah, it was I mean, fucked up. Holy that's shit. War, that's wartime stuff, what you just described. Yeah. That's a war crime. What are you talking about wartime? That's war crime stuff. It's bad. The Geneva Convention should be evoked. It's bad. Oh, good Lord. And he's killed people that I've talked about. So for that's why you get like how bad this was that I can't talk about it. What? Oh. Well, what's what's Don Shampoo's legacy? Did he have? Did he? I mean, does he have a son or a daughter that's playing? You know, we see a lot of second generation yeah. Steph Curry. players. Steph now Curry, one of them, yeah. Yeah. like Steph Curry. Yeah, he had a son, but not for long. I mean, when we were growing up, basketball was different. There wasn't this AAU; everyone played together. I remember I was over at Don Shampoo's house, and his son Drew Shampoo was like, "Come on, Dad, I want to play on this AAU team. There's a few top recruits. It'll be good for me. It'll be fun." Don's like, you need to go to your local high school and compete against them. Drew's like, I don't want to. You know, blah, blah, blah. Finally, Drew wins. And Don's like, okay, fine. So he takes him to his first practice, right? And at the end of the practice, I'm with Don. And he goes to pick him up. And he says, hey, Drew Johnson, how was practice? And Drew goes, Drew Johnson? I'm I'm Drew Shampoo. And Don says, oh, no. I gave you up for adoption, bud. I don't have losers as sons. I don't have quitters as sons. Meet your new family, the Johnsons. And they wave, right? And Drew's crying. Drew's like, Dad, why? And I asked Don later if he regretted it. And he said, no, that kid's a loser. And he never saw him again. I mean, that's how we were built. Oh, no, I was going to say, we hear a lot of stories about Don Shampoo's offense, but how was he as a defensive player? Are you kidding? He was crazy. There was one game where... The time of possession for his team was 48 minutes. Every inbounds pass, he was jumping in the lane, Duncan, jumping the lane, Duncan. He was like, wow, you've never seen something like him. Um, which came first, shampoo that you put in your hair or Don shampoo? I think both. I'm not sure. I think it might have been the same day they dropped. So, so you, are you saying that shampoo is named after Don shampoo? Like what? Possibly. There's a lot of stuff that I can't say, you know. I, I can't tell you for sure stuff like that, but it's it's quite possible. Wow. So so superstar calls did that exist back in Don Shampoo's day? Was he getting superstar calls? You could say that, but the way Don played, he was never trying to draw fouls, you know. And it was hard for yeah. him to. He never really got fouled too much because people were scared of him, you know. Mm. But, like, also just back then, like, there wasn't fouls. Like, that's, like, a big lie of the modern NBA. Like, you can watch those games from that era. Nothing was a foul. You could get thrown on the ground. That's not a foul. That's just basketball, you know? Uh, earlier this season, James Harden made a trade demand, or essentially oh. a trade demand. Yeah, you, you, you eat something that's coming up? Or it's just disgusting. He's so entitled. They're prima donnas, if you ask me, you know? Yeah. Well, Don Sh- Don Shampoo never requested a trade in his career. Was he ever traded? You get paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Don Shampoo, I think his average salary was like $5 a year, and he went out there and played wow. his heart out. You it's, know what I mean? He didn't Inflation complain. included or no? Fi- inflation five. included. Five, wow. $5 modern day's time. So think about that. Wow. And what did he do with that $5? I mean – a lot. I mean, he was homeless, but he didn't care about stuff like that. The game meant more to him than like having a family, having balance, like emotional balance. He like he wouldn't work on his issues on purpose because he knew that it gave him fire on the court, you know, and, like he didn't. All he needed was a game. And nowadays, these players work life balance wasn't a thing for him. There was no. Yeah. Work life was life. Ball is life. Where do you think they got the name from? Oh, oh, so what you- about his? 
What? A, wow. No, sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, what about, um, you know, nowadays we see a lot of athletes are very involved in social causes, mm. using their platform to support kind of different movements. And More than was an Don athlete. Don Shampoo. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, was Don Shampoo involved in anything like that? No, it's, it's it, you got to focus on basketball, man. Like you got to you got to say, look. I'm not a person anymore. I'm just a basketball player. I shouldn't have any opinions on anything else. Like mm. that's, that's how Don shampoo was. Cause he knew the purity of the game meant more than like really helping people. Like let's say a lot of people, a lot of these guys, they stand up for people who need help. Right. But what could help mm. me more than watching someone make a silky smooth layup and then just finish the game without talking about other stuff. You know, like he, he focused on the game. He, what does he think about like the modern day players with their business? You know, LeBron's got Space Jam mm-hmm. coming out. And what, what, what's Don Shampoo's feelings about the modern NBA player? He says it makes him sick. It's all a bunch of Hollywood hoopla. He says, you know, it's lost the purity of the game. So uh, LaMelo Ball and Carmelo Anthony, after the game, after they duel it out on the court, I mean, it was one of the best back and forths I've seen this year. Um, I don't right. know how you could argue against how amazing the basketball was in that game. And as a, a tribute to each other, to each other, they exchanged jerseys mm-hmm. after the game. And that, this is kind of a new development. I mean, this I, you know soccer better than I do, but this is kind of yeah. pulling... Um, a soccer thing, yeah. A soccer tradition. Um, so... Don Shampoo, did he share his jersey after the game, uh, swap jerseys with any players of his time? There's actually a similar story. So when Don was kind of a veteran, kind of like Carmelo, right? This young player, they were dueling. He always looked up to Don. And after the game, the player said, like, Don, I just wanted to say, like, I love you, man. You're my hero. And you know what Don did? He pulled out a shotgun and he blew his head off. And that was his way of his say- own head. That was his way of saying, I respect you. That was his way of saying, like, oh. you know, you earned my respect, young fella. And the the player, like his family nowadays, right? They'd be so mad, lawsuits. No. Right. It's like, no, yeah. like, thank God that my my son was gonna die eventually. I'm grateful that he got his head blown off by Don Shampoo, you know? He was knighted, uh, you know. In a way. Of- yeah. In a way, the, uh, did he did he Don's, wear did he wear his jersey? Did he take his jersey off after games, or did he? He took his jersey like, off before games sometimes. Who's going to tell him not to? That's a good point. The refs. Yeah, it was like I his way of be, saying, "Like I'm the alpha. I'm the dog here. I'm the big dog." You know, it was sick. How would Don Shampoo fare in today's game with everybody being on social media, twenty four seven? Like, there's yeah. a there's a channel the dedicated to NBA yeah. basketball. I don't think he'd do good just because the the like I said, the modern day cancel culture. Like nowadays, if you kill someone, it's like oh, cancel. You know, like you can't do anything anymore. And yeah. like back then, it was like well, having fun, playing ball. Like all this stuff he did would be so scrutinized nowadays, and it's really a shame. So I was, I was, um, I was, I saw this report. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the Cleveland Browns, Hugh Jackson, um, was saying that in the front office, it was football versus analytics, mm. that mm. analytics would be infringing on the actual common sense football, yep. um, right. that they didn't need to be being infiltrated by this numerical fallacies. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so analytics, I mean, I, I, I love looking at numbers. I feel like the data-driven analysis of today, what's that gone? (laughs) No, like 
Look, what analytics does is it cuts to the heart of the game and people talk about blood, sweat and tears and competitive drive. But like at the end of the day, if you're not going to hit that shot in clutch situations and improve your team's probability of winning, like what Damian Lillard is doing by hitting those shots, we can prove that he's clutch by using the numbers. And and so a lot of analytics, people think, oh, it's what about the intangibles? But a lot of the intangibles Uh can be quantified. So I think analytics has an important part of the game in trying to assess how good your team is or what your strengths and weaknesses are and your opponent getting a scouting report on your opponent it could really help uh, players like Don Shampoo not just be a good player but a great player so you know sometimes teams will have these analytical printouts and give the the players like LeBron James in Miami they would do this they would give pr- printouts Shane Battier would have these printouts analytical printouts of tendencies of players on their team and uh, opponent what would happen if Eric Spolster or Pat Riley walks into the room and hands Don Shampoo uh, a, a little spreadsheet or a handout with the analytics of their opponent that night, what he, would happen if that word like, – does he respect analytics? No. He'd call him a nerd. He'd call him a loser. He'd hurt them. And like a lot of the times like the reason the players now need that stuff is because they don't know basketball, right? So they need, oh, what? Oh, okay, so you know they need the stats because they don't know basketball. Don didn't believe in any stats, even like stats as simple as keeping track of points. I remember I would tell him, Don, it's simple. We're literally just keeping track of your points. And he'd say, you can't keep track of greatness, you know? And I didn't know what that meant at the time, and I still mm-hmm. don't, but I respected him for saying it, you know? Does he Does he know how to count? No, he never, he didn't have time. He was practicing. The... <laughs> So like a game to 21, like he doesn't know forever. That's the thing. (laughs) You couldn't, it's like, Don, get off the court. It's 4,000. And he's like, he's like, says who? And he'd give a little smirk, like a little cocky kind of smirk. And he'd wink at you and you're like, wow. I mean, it sounds like he had incredible endurance. I mean, a game to 4,000. I have a hard time. I mean, have, have we ever played one-on-one against each other? I probably, it would probably be four to three by the time we called it quits. This guy is going to 4,000. So a few minutes. See, you mentioned endurance, Tom. I I got a question. You know, part of being a pro athlete means you you get a little popularity out in the streets with with the young ladies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was was Mm -hmm. Don a a ladies' man at all, or or maybe, or was he too focused on the game? Yeah, he was too focused on the game for that. He called it a distraction. He he had a family a few times, and it never ended well. He always tried. Cause that was one thing he was very like, he believed in himself and he wouldn't go to outside influences, but that was one thing where he's like, you know what? I should try and have a family. And whether it ended through them disappointing him and him having to kill them or them just him leaving, there was always something that prevented him from living like that. I, I can't help, but think someone who's going through that. I don't, how do you kill the stress? I mean, is there any like substance abuse uh, history there? Lots. Yeah. Was he a drinker or uh, everything, man? He did everything and he would show up to games on everything and he would still be fine. Dude, we say everything. Yeah. Everything. Spice, heroin, methamphetamines, opiates, alcohol, you know, like and, and he didn't, at the same time. Did he pass the drug the test? Like he broke them. They'd say, here, Don, can you do a drug test? He'd literally grab it and he'd snap it and he'd say, did I pass? And he'd look at you. He'd start drooling even like a little manic look. And you'd just be like, all right, I guess you're playing. Wow. 
Um, switching gears for a second here, uh, this week, I mean, I don't know if you saw the game, Russell Westbrook went off. I mean, he was incredible. He had, uh, 30, uh, 35 points, 14 rebounds Mm -hmm. and 21 assists. And Mm -hmm. what I wanted to know is did Don Shampoo ever, like, what was his career high in assists? Did he, did he believe in assists? Did he pass? Yeah. Is he a passer? He didn't, he didn't count too much. Like I said, back then, but I think he had like one year he did average like 300 or so per 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 play per play so I don't know yeah I, mean, I thought also 21 in the game was yeah I thought that was a lot yeah no nah, I mean for you yeah. and I'm not <laughs> mad at you guys but you don't know any better no offense you just you've grown up with something that isn't even real ball so I'm not mad I mean, at you <sighs> All right, let's wait. Going back to analytics, what like what is your beef with analytics? It's bad. It's witchcraft. It's voodoo. Wh- you think it's witchcraft? Yeah, just play I the mean, game. It's, it's number like it's not like when when you're calculating true shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. Bad. Like that's actual points how? divided by how many shot attempts you had. Shut up. No, it's not. It's just play ball. That's what I would say. I'm not trying to be rude again, but like all you're saying is like nerdy mumbo jumbo from someone who's never played the game at the level that Don has. I mean, I played high school basketball and started every game in my, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Only Don can decide what counts. Oh, so Don is the judge, jury and executioner of all basketball. I mean, is, is he Don? Cause maybe he is. And then I'm being rude. Cause I don't want to be rude. No, he's, he's not right. He's not Don. So how about you just leave like what's real basketball? this 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 is bullshit. Like, like, what you think the well, sc- well, the score well, itself in a basketball the score game? The score- you don't need the score if you're watching the game. You can see who's playing the best. The score is made up to Wait, keep so, people uh, happy. All right, the, there there must have been a time where Don Shampoo's team was down by twenty points and the How? clock expires. Then what happens? There's no. Cu- there was no clock. They, they- what do you mean? What are you even I, talking I don't, about? I don't accept it's, this world in which there is, is no ridiculous. numbers in scoreboard. This is ridiculous, man. How? Like you're telling me this guy played, there was no scoreboard, there was no shot clock, nothing. He was just out here. I mean, there was, but only nerds paid attention to it. I'm telling oh. you, I played with him for years. I never once looked at the scoreboard because we just kept winning. Why would I look? L- last question for me. The Oklahoma City Thunder announced that Al Horford is going to be, you know, not playing in games for the rest of the year as they look at young guys, right? They want to uh-huh. give the young guys a try. Uh, did Was Don ever on a team where that happened, where they wanted to switch to the youth movement and they, they decided to bench him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was last year. They actually did. There was this guy named Scotty McScotts that they drafted, and he was at the same position mm-hmm. as him, right? And he mm-hmm. was a highly touted college player, right? Yeah, he played at Kansas. Yeah, yep. I remember him. Kansas, number four. And so mm-hmm. he was like the future of the franchise, you know? And so they're talking about mm-hmm. how he's going to be a starter. Don's going to be on the bench, stuff like that. And Don, Don said, how about this? You beat me in practice, and you can start, right? Mm-hmm. Scotty actually beat him. And so Don, literally what he did, he was like, you know what? Let me show you the starting lineup and he, or my, my locker room or some, some Don shit, right? He goes outside, he throws him in a trash compactor and everyone, the management's like, <gasps> they're like freaking out. Right. Cause it was starting to be a new era where people were starting to get a little more sensitive to stuff like that. And Don was just like, oopsie, <laughs> he, just, he just shrugged and everyone just laughed. You know, it was so funny. They just let it, they just let it slide. It was great. 
So that that's where Rock Chalk Jayhawk comes from. Yes. He was chalk when he was done with them. It was good. So this was back when they would actually let you play. Not everything was a foul. I remember one time Don Shampoo, he goes up for a layup, and the defender pulls out a 45. He got him one time in the chest, one time right in the head. No flopping. Ref doesn't call a foul. Don Shampoo finishes the layup, makes it, looks at the defender, slaps him on the ass, and he goes, maybe next time you should bring a shotgun. <laughs> and that was just Don. Like, he would do stuff like that all the time. And they got a beer after. He didn't rest the next game. He played, you know? That's how things were back then. Hey, it's Tom here. Just want to give you a heads up. Every week on the Stereo app, Amin and I do a live Haber Show podcast on the Stereo app. It's a live drop-in audio platform that you can listen to us live and interact, ask us questions, answer trivia questions, or just comment. Um, and you have a live interaction just like it was like a radio show that we were hosting it's on the stereo app download it now onto your phone and join us it's a lot of fun we typically do it every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific in order to figure out when we're going to do our next show download the stereo app follow us on the app at haberstro i'm at h-a-b-e-r-s-t-r-o-h and Follow Amin at Darth Amin, D-A-R-T-H-A-M-I-N. So follow us, find out when our next show is, and you can drop in and interact with us, ask us questions, and mix it up while we watch the NBA games, typically every Wednesday night. So download the Stereo app and participate in Haber Show Live. All right, back to the program. All right, man. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I know you guys probably like midway through, like, what the fuck is happening here? Uh, but you know, uh, the shenanigans are over now. We're going to talk to Andrew, who is the creative mind behind abstract shine and behind the Don shampoo chronicles. And, uh, Andrew, I, like I literally did track you down in your hometown. It just so happens that your hometown is my hometown. So yes, that, that I tracked you down. Actually, you tracked me down. That's right. You tracked me down. Because, and by the way, I'm still waiting on my Don shampoo shirt. It still hasn't come in the mail yet. It'll so. be a few weeks. No, there's mer- that's how, more. That's how it happened. So, so he, 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 yeah, exactly. hates <laughs> he, he hates merchandising. Uh, no, he posted, Hey, got a few more of these Don shampoo shirts, get them while they last. And I'm like, yo, this will be pretty funny. Cause they're like the, the shirzies or whatever, you know, or it's like the number and the name on the back. And so I'm like, Oh, that'd be funny. Cause it's a running bit in my, uh, in my, one of my group chats, uh, where we're just like, keep sharing these Don shampoo stories. And I get a DM from him and he said, yo, you're in, you're in uh, Scottsdale. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, I live there. I'm like, holy shit. So we met up and, uh, you know, just kind of shot the shit. And I was like, yo, come on the podcast, man, because, you know, I really respect the comedy behind it. And what I like about it, Tom, is it's like, obviously it's exaggerated, but that's what old timey players sound like nowadays, right? They, they, like the complaints about whenever, like you're watching a game and a guy gets a foul and they go check if it's a flagrant foul. And what do we hear? The color analyst telling us, oh man, that ain't nothing back in my day, such and such. And they always bring up the uh, Kevin McHale clothesline of Kurt Rambis. And so, um, Andrew, my, I guess just my... too much, bro. Like <laughs> have some balance. Like it's all right. There's problems with the modern game. There is, but 
the old they act like everything is bad and the old thing was perfect like relax okay what's <laughs> the most not. what's the most ridiculous real life thing you've heard say about about the game i mean i just personally don't like i don't like how they talk about like the fouls like it was glorious like i think it's dumb like i played pickup my whole life like if I went up for a layup and someone just pushed me in midair, like I think anyone would be pissed. That's not cool. <laughs> right. Like, I don't get why that's like dope. Like I'm glad that you're not allowed to just hurt people on purpose anymore. Yeah. Cause um, it, it, it does seem like when you watch the highlights of the bad boy Pistons, you're like, Oh my God, it must've been just absolute murder playing against these guys. And, yeah. and it's not like when you watch the game, you're like, what? That's not how it was the whole game, but it just seems like when you True. when you cherry pick those those highlights. Yes, it was more physical when you went into the paint, but like when you watch these games, some of the defense is just so bad. It's so bad. Like just one yeah. crossover move, standing up straight, stiff, will get by a defender. And now when you watch the NBA game, it's like it's the guys are so much more athletic. Like you can't get. And that's away. what I've noticed. The way the ball moves now. Like, players are killing it on defense. They're rotating, going so fast. Like, I feel like, if anything, you have to try more for the whole game. Maybe not. A, I don't know what the end game is like with hand checking, but yeah. they go really hard throughout the game. So when 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 you look at the NBA space, is there anybody doing this type of humor? Like, did you realize, like, man, I could actually, like, do this bit and people will... People like, like, there's not much of this going on right now because people kind of, they look at the greats and they don't want to piss on the cathedral a little bit where it's like, those are the legends. We should not speak ill of what the legends are saying. There's no satire in this game. Yeah. Michael Jordan would hate me. Um, (laughs) uh, But uh, he'd take it personal for sure. Um, (laughs) But I don't know, like some of my comedic heroes are like this podcast, Never Not Funny, Jimmy Pardo, Jake and Amir. I have like some, some influences that I feel like I'm much more influenced by stuff outside of basketball when it comes to comedy and outside of TikTok. Like, I definitely think TikTok kind of has a rep, especially among older people like me. Before I got it, I just got it a few months ago. I thought it was dumb shit. And a lot of it is, but I don't really do like TikTok. I'm not doing trends. I'm just doing sketch comedy that I happen Mm. to be putting on TikTok. Um, So I feel like I try and bring my own thing to it. But other than that, I mean... I guess the only people I've seen do comedy, like definitely like RDC world. Like that guy's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Mark Phillips. Yeah. How he does like the LeBron stuff, you know, I'm 36. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's hilarious. Um, so that's really it though. Right. You don't see much more besides that. It's hard to do. Are you? (laughs) Yeah, it is hard to do. You're you're obviously a big basketball fan because even though these jokes are, I feel like are accessible to everybody. There's a level of like, if you watch basketball, you know exactly the type of player he's talking about, the type of player, ex-player that would talk like that. Uh, but what are like? What's your basketball passion? Like, what? Who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite player? Mm-hmm. What did you grow up on? Grow up in Phoenix, so I was big into like the Suns with Steve Nash and that era. The part you were with, I mean, you're welcome. Um, you don't have to you say so that, Andrew. No, I had to. I, I was just listening to the Raja Bell podcast he was on. Yeah, it was so see. sick to get to hear those stories, you know. Um, and uh, But then I fell in love with Gilbert Arenas, and I just, like, fell in love with him, and he yeah. became my favorite player. And then I became a Wizards fan. Then I had League Pass, and I was watching the teams with, like, Nick Young, JaVale McGee, Andre Blatch, and I was like, I thought they were going to be, like, a big three one day. I'm like, <laughs> these guys are going to be stars. 
Um, then I kind of fell off for some years and now, and then when I got back into it, I just started appreciating LeBron and like how amazing he is. And I just like started rooting for LeBron basically. You, like when he, when he was on the uh, Cavs back against the Warriors. You could create an alter ego or not an alter ego, another character of LeBron apologist. Oh yeah, for sure. I just started doing the videos I posted now. You can check on my Instagram. I did like how Gen Z players yeah. or how Gen Z kids talk about basketball. And it's like the last one, it's like, if you take his fourth quarter numbers and pick and pop and you take his four braiding and you times it by six on away games the day after a home game, like all this shit. So I definitely the, want to roast I think on he was everyone just equally. Personating me. I think that's what the, the, uh, <laughs> he was. Um, I love stats though. I was kidding in the skit. Like I'm not, I was like, shit, bro. I've never met this guy and I'm roasting him, but <laughs> stats are cool, but there's a balance. Some people go too far with it. You know where it's like, bro, he sucks. Stop multiplying his stats to make him good. Like, yeah, but like so, yeah. I, I Stugatz, the first time I ever did a radio show with Stugatz, I legit got heated. Cause he was, oh. he was killing analytics and said, do you even know what it's like to drink a beer? Ugh. And yeah, I was like, I brought up some trauma. My bad, bro. I was like, Whoa. And <laughs> That's sure, one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite if we can figure, out. I mean, we got to figure out how to dig up that, that tape of my first oh. radio hit. This was in 2010 and uh-huh. I just got on the beat. I like, I was super insecure and this guy named John Stugatz, I probably Googled him to try to figure out, like, is that his real name? And <laughs> I was like, Stugatz, this guy just doesn't understand what analytics is all about. And I got real yeah. sensitive and def- defensive about it. And I got on air and I went at him. And I was like, of course I know what drinking beer is. Like, I could crush, like, oh, wow. a 12 pack. No problem. And I got, guy. like, real, like, I'll do it right now. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, you can't. I, you, I bet you don't even like watching uh, sports. And he just got, he like oh. took it to like the nth degree. It's like character assassination. They're not even arguing your point. They're just like, you're a baby. That's, that's what I hate about some of the old people. It's like. Uh, but what I didn't yeah. realize is like um, getting defensive about that stuff is exactly what they want. So I was, <laughs> I got, I went back at him and I realized, oh my, I just made an ass of myself on the air because mm. I, I just showed that I have thin skin. Like nerds have thin skin. Right. And, Thanks. uh, so then, Thanks. then you just, you just develop that kind of like, all right, you, you play along with it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's good for me to hear. Cause I'm definitely sensitive too. <laughs> I could see myself getting triggered by people easily. <laughs> like if, if I like, if MJ like cornered me, I'd be like, no, I'm just kidding. i will change my mind really quick. How did you come up with the name Don shampoo? I have no idea. To be honest, I thought of the idea. Because my friend growing up, his dad was like, he was like, oh, back in the day, man, I could touch the top of the backboard. And that was like one of the inspirations for my first skit. And I came up with the name while I was shopping at Whole Foods. <laughs> then I forgot the name. And then I'm, and then I go home and I'm like, fuck, I forgot the name. And then I just randomly said Don Shampoo. <laughs> so it's not the original name? The original name is Lost in Time. Lost forever, it huh? Was. But it was meant to be, I guess, Don Shampoo. So there's just something comedic about the name Don Shampoo because, first of all, like so, uh, Tom, I don't know if you know this. Zach and I on the radio, we have a segment that we do called, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, it's the state in NBA history. So we go through like big things that happened and deaths and and birthdays, right? And you know, 
there'll be might be like 35 people were born on that day. I'll pick the names that people recognize. Hey, you know, Walt yeah. Frazier was born on this day, 1950, whatever. And uh, oh, uh, Charles Barkley was born on this, you know, whatever. But at the end, because every single day, there is a name that just sounds ridiculous, right? Like, just there's no way this there was anyone like a Jimmy this. Chitwood of just like <laughs> oh, there's oh, no it's, way it's that so, person exists. It's so much more ridiculous. So I'll give you I'll give you a gr- great example. Uh, <laughs> this is a a real name. So like I'll go through all the like the yeah and this guy and, and as always I give you guys the name of someone who never exists in today's <laughs> NBA, Cleggy Hermson. Oh yeah, Cleggy. Like, yeah. So, right, I'm gonna try to spell uh, that. Is it C L E G G I E? Nope. It's K L E. It's K L E. Wow. See what I'm sounds like something like my Jewish grandma was like back in the day. Cleggy. Cleggy. Cleggy Hermson. Exactly. We went to Hebrew school together. There's a Shelly McMillan. Uh, what else we got here? I'm trying. I gotta find the the really good names. Yeah, but like if you think had. about it, Spencer Dinwiddie is a ridiculous name. And yeah, if you I mean, said like, that was a '50s sure. name. Yeah. It was a name from the '50s. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I totally believe that. Spencer Dinwiddie sure. clearly wouldn't wouldn't exist anymore in today's NBA. That's true. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, there's also not a world where like is there a more old timey name bro- in the NBA than Spencer Hold on, Dinwiddie? There's not. There's not a world where Bulbs Ehlers is playing NBA basketball. <laughs> bulbs. That's so bad. Don Shampoo just like fucking fits so perfectly in that in that box of just like what? Because it's it's a funny name, and at the same time, it's ridiculous enough to like ah, I could see this happening. I could see this being a name back then. I feel like I get that from you guys know Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen him doing like Jake and Amir skits or no? Yes. Yes. Every time he goes on, he comes up with just a crazy weird name. Like he comes, he come, you can tell he's improving just a crazy weird name. So I try and not think about the names. I feel like if I just come up with them off the top, they'll be funnier. Yes. Yeah, uh, Scotty McScott's from. He <laughs> uh, got yeah. Alex Clementine, Loman McLoman. I do see that when I do it too much, I just. <laughs> repeat part of the first name and the last name like scotty mcscott's loman mcloman yeah. so i gotta work on that well um abstract shine on tiktok on instagram um are you on twitter or no i do but no one follows me but yeah. if you guys follow me i'll post more okay but i'm not gonna waste it's not a good comedian spa- uh medium i'll get I, canceled i yeah. i love i love the uh the the, the bartering hey, if you guys follow me <laughs> no, the what? Me. Yeah, the bartering. Yeah, you, what am I gonna do? Post a joke for thirty people? You know, it's like <laughs> I'm already too big time. No, I'm just. Kidding. Is there? Is there? Um, is does content work better on Instagram or TikTok? You found? I think it's different. Like Amin was saying, he probably wouldn't have seen it on TikTok. You know, um, no. I think TikTok because I've been trying to do art my whole life. You know, like my whole music, whatever, and posting a beat that I make on YouTube gets ten views like no you know that but like tiktok is awesome for like if you're new and you're trying to start something it's great for spreading and getting a platform because it spreads every video to people's for you page which is the primary page that people are on so you can build up a following really easily but then i want to transition to more people following me on instagram because i think that's a more steady way for people to see everything i'm doing yeah and you get the added stuff like 
stories and random stuff that I wouldn't post on TikTok because I don't want to mess up the algorithm. So I'll post more random stuff on Instagram, if that makes sense. Well, I can't wait to hear more about Don Shampoo. I mean, yeah. the legend is only the, growing. The, the exploits and the and the universe of characters that grow around him, like Alex Clementine and, and Drew Shampoo, a.k.a. Drew Johnson. And I, these, all these names, man. I, yeah. I just... I just love one time, I'm going to get it out of you, Andrew, is I'm going to get out the Don Shampoo story that was that was classified Bossa Nova on this pod. One, <laughs> I can never say that. On the record. Seriously. My family is in danger. I love them too much. <laughs> Don, Don will come after them with a vengeance. Awesome, man. In my head, Don's 170 years old. <laughs> no, but that's... That, yo, that was... Yo, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Andrew. Well, one time, one of his famous stories is basically... So he was like... He thought he was brothers with this dude. Turns out that the dude was Pharaoh and Don was Jewish and he didn't know. And so he's trying to free all his people wow. and the Pharaoh like wouldn't do it. Right. He was being like very stingy about it. And so Don finally is like doing these plagues and he finally gets them and they go up to this uh, ocean, the Red Sea. And he's like, he parts it and he goes through and then he closes it on the, on the Egyptians. And like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories about Don. <laughs> Don Shampoo is actually Moses. I love it. No, but it's, it, the one of the funny things is like there's no clear, like what era did he play in? Did he play in the 70s? Yeah. Did he play in the 90s? Like we don't know. We just know that whatever era he played in, it, it was, was way fucking, it was the best yeah. and way fucking yeah. tougher than this shit that they I do right now. I keep it subtle because you see, you even see, right, if you watch like Wilt Chamberlain clips, he talks the way about Michael Jordan's era, the way Michael Jordan's era talks about this era. Like Did, you, right. all... Did you see that Conan interview? Which one does he do? Wilt, Cham he Wilt Chamberlain went on Conan O'Brien and did an interview with Conan O'Brien and it is very Don Shampoo-ish. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm talking where he's like he he it's all air acrobatics and all this stuff, yes. or, right? And Conan's like, yeah. you really think Michael Jordan couldn't average twenty five a game? And he's like, no, he, he there's yeah, no they're way. ridiculous. It's not just to be clear, my videos are not targeted at. I don't want anyone. It's not targeted towards old people. It's targeted <laughs> towards bitter people who happen <laughs> to be old. I think in every category of life whether it's spirituality, science, basketball, whatever, you're going to have two groups of people. You're going to have the people who evolve with the time and accept that my era was cool, but these guys are cool and they do it different in their strengths and weaknesses. Or you'll have the bitter people who just won't let go and everything sucks now. That's who my videos are targeted towards. Oh, they, they're going to be salty for real. Uh, well, do you want to do you want to do some some actual basketball talk right now? Is that, Or what do you want to do? Down. Tom, I'm what, down do we, for that, what sure. do we got? What do we got, Tom? Uh, Phoenix Suns, legit title contenders or not? Like oh, this has been a go. kind of a fairy tale season so far. I personally the... don't think so, but I could see it. The reason I don't think so is because besides Chris Paul, you have a lot of players who have never been to the playoffs. Not like I know they have Jay Crowder, but Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. They could kill it, but to expect a team that's never been to the playoffs to – it changes when you go to the playoffs and you're playing teams like Denver who just went through what they went through last year, or the Lakers. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of hard for them to actually win personally. By the way, I found the name that I was looking for earlier. It's Cincinnati Powell. That wow. is an actual player. His actual name is, that's not a nickname. His name is Cincinnati, like Cincinnati, but ends with the U.S. Cincinnati Powell. He played, let's see, he played... <laughs> He played. I don't even know what the DLC. What is DLC? 
the Dallas Sha- content. Yeah, <laughs> he played for the Dallas Chaparrals in the ABA, then the Kentucky Colonels, where he was an All Star, then the Utah Stars, then the Virginia Squires. He never played in the NBA. How about that, Cincinnati's pal? I feel Wait, like so he you was did a a d- this day in the NBA in NBA history, and the guy never actually played. He played in the ABA, okay. so like those names come up too. We respect we respect the legends of both yes, leagues. Sorry, sorry. Should I, I should yeah. ask you know what did what did the what did Don Shampoo think of the ABA players? I feel like he would be against it, right? Yeah, like yeah, He'd say like, they're a bunch of showboaters. The basketball is yeah. multicolored. It's a gimmick. Yeah. They got a three a point line. Yeah. They don't play the right way. <laughs> Three point line. They're turning a beautiful game into a circus show. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> well, oh, uh, I mean, I'm still I'm weirded out by the the Nets fervor right now, and I don't know no no disrespect to Mina Kimes, who's the who's become the uh, driving the the bandwagon of the Brooklyn Nets. But is she? Yes, I haven't really? been paying attention. Where? On Mina Twitter? Kimes is a super fan of the Brooklyn. She decided to be a Brooklyn Nets fan a month ago, and okay. since becoming a fan, uh, they've gone. They went on like a nine-game win streak, and so now she is. Uh, she's team. She's just. She's got. She's she's driving the bandwagon of of the Brooklyn Nets. So, um, let's have her on next week. I like like they're not going to gonna the play Claxton. <laughs> they're not going to play Claxton because they have to prove LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin and DeAndre nice. Jordan. Like yep. those are the guys. Like those are the guys that they have to prove. Uh, this they've got to prove that they still belong in the NBA at this level. And so if Blake Griffin is is on the vengeance, trying to on his revenge tour to try to prove mm-hmm. that he's he's still legit, like Claxton's not going to get much run I, with I, LaMarcus uh, Aldridge I, too. I talked so I talked with Lamarcus Aldridge. I talked about this on I was on seven ninety today with uh, Amber and uh, wasn't Zazzle. Someone was filling oh. for Zazzle, but but either way, uh, you talk about Lamarcus Aldridge and like, oh, did the Heat miss out? I'm like, okay, so he's come off the bench three times this year. Do you know when the last time he came off the bench was, Tom? Middle school. Andrew, yeah. you got you got a guess? I was gonna say rookie year, but his rookie his rookie year. His rookie year is the last time he came he came off the bench uh forty one times his rookie year. And since then, he has literally started every single game up until literally his last three games as a San Antonio Spur. So I go back to the old Oscar Schmidt quote. Some people are paid to play the piano and some people are paid to carry the piano. I am a piano player. Lamarcus Aldridge has been a piano player pretty much his entire NBA career, probably his entire life. And now you're going to ask him to carry the piano, go like rebound and play defense and maybe get a couple of touches here and there. I, I just don't see how that's successful for him or like that's an easy transition. Like Oscar Schmidt I mean, actually Mike might be a Don Shampoo. Like Don Shampoo might be Oscar Schmidt. <laughs> like Oscar Schmidt is just such a legendary player that like almost nobody knows about. I've never even I've heard the name once. He, so he he's he's he was Brazilian. And oh yeah, like, yeah. He yeah. like he's like the all time leading scorer in Olympics history because he played back when back when you couldn't play in the Olympics if you're a pro. <laughs> Somehow there was a loophole for him, so he played like in nine Olympics and like shot every time. Like it really is a Dan Sh- Dan Shafu type character because he he's played in like 
a billion Olympics. He shot every time he touched it. He never did anything else. He was just there to get buckets. <laughs> and so he's got all these scoring records. Uh, but, like, he's the guy, like, when they're talking about, hey, man, like, you're not a good defensive player. He, he said that piano quote, right? Mm. <laughs> I feel like there's a way to bastardize that and make it into a Don Shampoo line. Yeah, I should do something with that. I'll have to look it up. Yo, he started in 74 and didn't, his playing career didn't end until 2003. Yeah, he played like in the, he played in the 2000 Olympics. <laughs> the dude's like, he was out here just getting buckets. He's getting really buckets. Don Shampoo. I got to research this guy. He had a 30 year pro career. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so like, but you could say that about anybody is going through father time is that they, they can't adjust to becoming part of the bench. Like no one, not everyone is yeah. Vince Carter, right? And like, and Vince Carter, it didn't happen overnight. It took him like a little adjustment period. Like all, all the guys, by the way, all the guys who make the adjustment, particularly for the bigs, were people who brought something else to the table to begin mm-hmm. with, right? Kevin Garnett, uh, Tim Duncan. Like, the transition was easy for them because, like, well, what do you do other than score? Well, I rebound, I defend, yeah. Yeah. decent passer. Yeah, LaMarcus but- is, like, that post player. Like, give me the ball. Yeah, I didn't like that signing. Yeah. Just I thought the Blake Griffin, it makes sense. You have him there. He can help out. But, like, now that they have LaMarcus, I feel like that – I don't know. I think I, mean, I like your point, Tom, where it's, like, he's stealing playing – not stealing, but he is I'd rather him. have someone who's, like, a, a Claxton who's – energy roll dunks then have an pass his prime post player who wants the ball when i have Kyrie, james harden and kevin durant like i don't want you to have the ball ever unless it's a pick and roll i, re- like, I remember uh, in 2010 2011 season when the heat signed mike bibby and eric spolster one time it was like during the playoffs mike bibby was in the worst shooting slump of his career it turned out it wasn't a slump it was just who he was at that point <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, um <laughs> And Can I tell a funny story about Mike Bibby? Oh, please. So I live in Arizona, right? One time I was at this guy's gym. I was going with a friend and I go in the steam room and Mike Bibby was in there just in like full basketball uniform, like, like <laughs> in the steam room? clothes, headbands, shoes, Jordans with socks. And I was just like, what are you doing, bro? This is like a few years ago. I'm like, why are you? That looks weird. I don't okay. know. So this sounds like a Don Shampoo yeah. story. <laughs> Mike Bibby like, is actually real. Don Shampoo. No, Don be, Shampoo bro, that was, buff. was in the Holy steam room shit, he's buff. with hey, his warm-ups uh, on it's, and talking about it's so cold in here. <laughs> Turn up the heat. And somebody died, but you know. Why don't you take your yeah. sh- I never take my shoes off. Yeah. I can't. I can't. He got them surgically <laughs> implanted because he wants to always be ready for a game. Uh, so that, that season, to go back to that, he had the worst – player efficiency rating PER of any postseason in NBA history, Mike Bibby. And I asked, um, or someone asked Eric Spolster, like, Hey, what is, what is Mike Bibby giving you? Because like, there's no shooting. He missed every single shot. He was not playmaking. And Spo was like, you know what? I just, <sighs> he really organizes our offense. Hmm. And that was it. And we were like, that's why he's starting with LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade. It's like, you don't need organizers when you play with D Wade and LeBron James, like you need shooters. And by the end of the the postseason, he waited until the last game to start Mario Chalmers. And by the end of that, it was, it was too late. Huh. I mean, the damage was done. Like Mike, Bib- the Mike baby, Carlos Arroyo era is an amazing little footnote in the Miami heat story. Wait. So I mean, you, you have experience like working with the team. 
why why would a good coach like Spo is it is it due to outside pressure from management or do you think so like why would a coach as smart as him not be able to identify let's stop playing this guy sometimes it's is it due pressure to from, sometimes it's okay so it's a couple of things sometimes it's due to pressure from the guys upstairs right uh because they made this signing and they feel like this is a guy right sometimes it's uh the coach himself says i know he's not playing well but i trust he's gonna find his way right like this is just a temporary thing and he's got this entire career showing that he'll figure it out so i'm gonna stick with it sometimes it's uh the players right sometimes the players are like we need to play him because he's had success and and we believe in him we trust in him and if you don't then what are you doing and what do you think so like sometimes you don't even believe it but you're like if this gets them to believe and shuts up then you do it so there's a a bunch of different reasons but more often than not it's just the coach he's like he's just believing in the guy and and like especially the guy has bust their ass in the past oh they're definitely definitely gonna believe in that legend right oh no no i've seen this before right so (laughs) I, i had an agent tell me what he does in free agency is he looks up every big game his client had and then he calls those teams like, Damn, hey, that's funny. Like, they remember. Or whatever. Yeah, because because he knows even at the front office, like this dude sucks. He knows at some point the owner or someone's going to consult the coach and the coach is like, oh, my God, he gave us uh, like he gave us 35 and we couldn't stop him. And he coming off screens. He's unstoppable. And coaches are very tied to their memory. And it's not that their memory is false, but it's that their memory is limited. Their memory exists in the span of the games they coached. Meanwhile, the front office is like, no, we watched this motherfucker play. That happens a lot in college Mm -hmm. where the coaches will watch March Madness and a guy will have a great March Madness. And the coaches will come into the draft war room, especially after season's over when we're all meeting. And like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys aren't looking at this guy. This guy can really play. And we're like, we watched him all year long. He is not this player. He had a good three or four games. And you can't throw away... Mm -hmm. Not only however many years he's been playing in college, but the scouts have seen him in practice. The scouts have seen him if he's good enough to have played for under for USA under twenty one team or whatever. We've seen him there. Well, we've seen him in the McDonald's game and the McDonald's practices, the Jordan game, the Jordan practices. So these kids are like guys that have been scouted thoroughly, but because he had three or four good games on CBS in March, that can kind of contort. Uh, the way a player is looked at. The the other thing is, Andrew, I think um, when you look at the alternative of Mike Bibby was Mario Chalmers. And at that time, Mario Chalmers was a young player who I don't think the team trusted in the playoffs or in big moments to play their brand of basketball. He was 24 at the time, third year in the league. And it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, Mike... Mike Bibby has been in the postseason at the biggest, you know, biggest moments you can possibly have with the, with the Kings. And you feel like his seniority, you'd be able to, with his experience, trust him in, in late game situations that in against the Bulls or the the Celtics or the Mavs in the finals. And he just couldn't produce. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Mario, but in the game six, I think he like went off in game six, but it was just too late. So a lot of it is not just the player, but it's also the alternative of like, who are you going to really trust Mario Chalmers to hit big shot? And of course, Kansas, like we talked about, it's like he actually did hit big shots at the final four. But yeah. uh, 
but that's 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 part of it too is the alternative that makes sense it's easy as a fan i I think maybe to look at it almost like a video game perspective of like look at his attributes he's better versus him but that doesn't take into account the personality the experience of like stuff like that that maybe the coaches see differently where they're like yeah that makes sense and and also there's there's a level of sometimes you don't need him to play well every time you play him you just need that one game right so playoff rondo i would say is a great example of that like there's a lot of numbers that say like this dude hurts you more than he helps you but he's shown multiple times like that one playoff game, those two playoff games, he's gonna play the, he's gonna have turned back the clock, the hands of time, turn back the clock night, and that wins you the game, and it may, mm-hmm. it may win you the series, and so there's a little bit of that as well. It's like just hoping that he regains that thing at least for one night. Mm-hmm. What's harder to quantify is those games that he blows just by not being a good player. And so you're getting that yeah. one big shot, but how many times did he just give away the game? You know? So, right. um, anything else with, uh, with my man, Andrew here and, uh, an abstract shine. Yeah. So, yeah, no, go ahead and plug all the, uh, all, all the content. Bang. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Andrew Shalen, abstract shine, abstract dot shine on Instagram. I post a lot of cool stuff, art, comedy, whatever. Um, TikTok, Abstract Shine. Check that out for all the comedy. I go on live a lot, right? So live on Instagram, live on TikTok, either doing jokes, talking about basketball. Sometimes we've been doing guided meditations lately, which is cool. Just random (laughs) stuff. Don Shampoo Um, would not be a fan of that. Don Shampoo would hate it. He would say (laughs) you don't... You don't face your issues. You use them to fuel you to greatness. That's what he'd say. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, right now I work in a restaurant. So if anyone wants me on their podcast, if anyone wants to have me do content, hit me up. I'm looking for stuff to do. I want to start doing this full time. So this is awesome. I really appreciate Tom and Amin, you guys having me on. Um, this is the first time I've done like something legit, you know, and I really appreciate it. It was really cool. They would not say this is legit. This is definitely yeah. No, it's legit to me. Scotch tape. This is bubble gum. This is legit. This is legit to me. You think this is a real microphone? This is just a prop. It's not even plugged in anywhere. (laughs) That's actually styrofoam. It's not metal. It's it's a whole thing that he spent six days whittling that together. Yeah. And Tom is floating in space, so that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a back backdrop, or are you in a different room, Tom? I'm, I'm at my parents' house. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's right. not a yeah. virtual background, or this is not a virtual background. This is just really, yeah. This is, you're, you're literally in your I'm, mom's I'm, basement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. yeah. This I is a, this a is a bed. Background. This is a bed post. Yeah. Oh wow. Because yeah, it's a cool. Wow. Color. I should, okay, I should just keep doing this. Like I you got the, the post. The <laughs> does it go all the way up to the top? The bed post is it one of them canopy oh, beds? No, there's not a canopy here. Yeah. Oh, it could be though. Oh, wow. so could high. Be. It's so high. It could be. They just put a net over it. <laughs> That's amazing. That you thought this was a virtual background. That's great. Yeah, it looks and like the couch. Lo- yeah, the couch looks like separate. Like I thought. I'm yeah. like, huh. I wonder how it's catching the couch and him. But yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's it for me. But yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, I make good stuff. Hey, if you're a talented artist too, hit me up. Perfect. I'm trying to start. I'm trying to start a record label. Thank you, Andrew, and uh, we will definitely be tuning in to get more 
uh, Don Shampoo stories. Uh, More on exploits of Don Shampoo. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. All right. I want to thank Andrew Shalen for joining us. That's at abstract.shine on TikTok, on Instagram, and I think maybe on Twitter if we bully him enough. Uh, he's hilarious. Go follow him. And don't forget about every week, Amin and I do a live show on the Stereo app, a live Haber show uh, where we mix it up with our listeners. We take questions. We take comments. We take trivia answers. We watch the night's games. And it's the highlight of my week. So download the Stereo app. Follow me at Haberstro. Follow Amin at Darth Amin. Find out when our next show is and hang out with us typically on Wednesday nights. It's our time where we mix it up with you guys. Can't wait until the next show that's on the Stereo app, a live podcasting platform where you get to be part of the show. All right. Talk to you then.